Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 279, Mudman, by Paul Christ. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Not too bad. Yeah? Not too bad. Good? Not too bad. Good. How about you? Uh, Yeah. Yeah? I don't feel well. Yeah? Yeah. I feel kind of weird, too. Yeah? Something's going around. Maybe. I was sick last week, for sure. Right. Yeah. But uh, today, like about an hour and a half ago, like I just uh, got a, like a, like I got super sleepy and like I yeah. just don't feel right. I've been sleepy. Yeah. But it's been like that for months now. Well. Sleepy. Yeah. But maybe, maybe we're dying. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> you know what? I hope so. <laughs> you, you really do? Kinda. Yeah. I, I don't, I actually don't. Actually, I like being alive. Uh, I don't. Right. It's kind of a chore. <laughs> right? Yeah. All that moving around and yeah. thinking. Doing stuff. Right. Existing. It, yeah, existing is troublesome. Yeah. Um, Not a fan. <laughs> uh, how do so many people do it? <sighs> drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lots of drugs. Uh-huh. We should, maybe we should do more drugs. I do some caffeine, and that's it. Right now. <laughs> For a while. And alcohol. Yeah, well, that's right. That's <laughs> not a drug, that's like brushing your teeth. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do mostly the caffeine. Mm-hmm. Uh, lately I have drank a lot more beer than I, uh, usually do. Really? Yeah. As all the rodeos you've been going to? Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, it's rodeo season. Right. And, yeah, the Miller High Life, it's part of the show. Right. Yeah. And it's cheap, and it flows freely. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> For the rodeo clowns. Right, yeah. He's moonlighting, doing a little extra, earning <laughs> some cash. And as a rodeo clown. Yeah. Are you afraid of clowns? Uh, no. Okay. A lot of people I know are. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean... There's a creepiness to a clown, sure, mm. but I'm not afraid of a clown. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I mean, I'm afraid of a clown if it has, like, a gun. Sure. Yeah. Right, or just a knife. Like, right. Yeah. Any kind of weapon. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not, yeah, just the clown. Right, no, yeah. The clown, no, it's not scary. No, yeah. I mean, Pennywise is kind of scary. The pop-punk band? No. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, their cover of California Dreaming <laughs> is horrifying. Frightening. Oh, yeah, very frightening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting scared just thinking about it. It's too bad we don't have a superhero here to save us from Pennywise. That was that was terrible. That was among the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mudman. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you think you should be called Mudman or Mud Kid? He's a, he's a kid, just a child. So, Spider-Man is uh, just a kid. That's true. And he's called Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. But he grew into a man. Eventually. And uh, Because he had more than six issues of his comic. 
<laughs> burn. Uh, Sick burn, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> uh, should we start off with that? What is the deal with Mr. Paul Grist? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know, like, what, in the fifth or sixth issue, he talks about how there was some delay because... Like a family illness or yeah, something? Yeah, a family illness. That's understandable. Yeah, just totally understandable. Yeah. Um, yeah, not sure what happened after that, though. Right. Because cause he does say in that same letter that uh, everything should be back on schedule from here on. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's funny because re- reading these in chunks, like, we both read these, like, all at once. Mm-hmm. And the actual series is kind of designed around the idea of reading it monthly. Like, he kind of talks about it in right. depth in the first issue where, you know, he likes the the weight between issues and, like, you know, the whole thing about comics. And I'm like, you know, I really don't. I, I like to read the whole story all at once. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get it. Um, I mean, I have grown into a person that prefers to read it in a chunk. Right. But, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I mean, of course, you're at the comic shop every yeah, week yeah. and you're reading everything that comes out that week. Right. And, you know, month after month you do that. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're sophisticated adults with busy lives. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I'm sophisticated and you have a busy life. <laughs> and neither one of us are adults. Let's not kid anybody. <laughs> I Like, even when Sweet Tooth came out, I remember reading that every issue as it came out. And uh-huh. I, I was excited to have a book like that where I could read every month. Mm-hmm. And, and like, there was not so much going on in Sweet Tooth that you couldn't keep up with it month to month. Right. Um, but at the same time, I knew that it was never going to be late because it's like... Because it came out month to month. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, like, that is a very key element in doing something that's geared around... An issue to issue. You think? Series, right? <laughs> and, and like, this came out, a Mudman came out over the course of 15 months, and there's six issues, so it's a little less than one every two months, right. if you do the average of it. And you know what? If it was a bi-monthly comic, that is totally fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I don't think it was supposed to be. No. Uh, and, um, it has also been, uh, a year. Since issue six came out. Yeah. With, uh, issue seven, nowhere in sight. <laughs> right. Um, I, well, okay. So, I've been burned by Paul Grist in the past as a fan of Jack Staff, which I think is the best superhero comic that had ever been around. Yeah. That's high praise, right? Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. It's pretty great. I loved it dearly. Uh, like if, uh, if, if, if somebody told me that I could only keep one comic book series that, that I own and I had to get rid of all of the other comics, I would probably keep Jack Staff. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I love it that much. But, um, not very timely as far as coming out on any kind of schedule. Right. Yeah. See, I only ever read that for the show. Right. And maybe like a couple issues after that, I think right. I read like the weird, weird world of Jack stuff. Right. Um, so I, I didn't have to deal with that 
No. With with this yeah. with like I did with this one. Because I actually bought these each issue as, as they came, came out. out right. And I read I think the first one or two when they came out, but I was like, I'll just, I'll yeah. just wait. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh-huh. And then you waited. <laughs> and I waited. And then you waited. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought maybe since I haven't worked at a comic shop in a, about almost a year that maybe I'd missed something. Right. Like, there'd really, at least be two more issues. I really did think that. Like when I picked this, I was like, I'm gonna look and see if there's yeah. just seven or eight and Nope. Yeah. 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 I think even as far as like, uh, my, my monthly order goes, like, you know, cause, uh, when I log in, I can look to see what books haven't shipped yet. Oh yeah. And that is like stuff that, you know, like that I am going to get like within this next month and just hasn't shipped yet because right. I haven't got my monthly shipment, but it also has everything else I've ordered months in advance. It tells you whether it's shipped or not. Right. Right. And, uh, Mudman789 are still on that list of unshipped items. Uh, it stops at nine, so there's at least that. Right. But he did solicit up to nine. He, he solicited up to nine. Uh, of course then again, you know, Eric Powell had, uh, the goon solicited up to like issue 45 or something like that, and, uh, uh, the final issue of that was 44. And, uh, but that was, so I've been shopping with this place for like a year and a half now, maybe a year, full year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Seems about right. No, like two years now, I think. Really? Yeah. I think I switched in May of 2012. Oh, wow. Has it been that long? Yeah. Wow. Um, but, uh. So that was back when Jack Staff was only up to number six. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, so, the goon, like, they finally canceled the orders for goon number 45. Right. Like, like, last week. Oh, okay. You know, so, maybe they'll do that with Mudman. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, ideally, I would love to see more of this. Yeah. I, you know, because... Uh, our, our friend, Kathleen, mm-hmm. uh, she has what she refers to as the fart on a snare drum club. Yeah. And, uh, if I had such a thing, uh, Paul Grist would be on it for comic book creators. Like anything they do, you would buy. Yes. Basically. Uh-huh. And you'd probably call it something better than I would probably of... try to think of a <laughs> right. better name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, he's, he's awesome. Like the, and like that's why we're even bringing this up because it's, like if he wasn't awesome, we would just forget about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, but this would be a Rob Live. Right. Really. Yeah. But he's so good. Yeah. I mean, so good. And yeah, you, you, yeah, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and you turned me on to Paul Grist. I could, I'd I'd seen Jack Staff, but I'd never read it. Right. Like I just assumed it was, I don't know, kind of cheesy or whatever for mm. for some stupid reason. But yeah. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he is. And, and Mudman is no exception. Right. Except for the fact that it, it stopped. Yeah. Like it just stopped. And I get that. Cause I follow him on, on, uh, the Twitter and, uh, we, we're friends oh, on Facebook. You guys are good buds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why isn't he here right now? <laughs> uh, so, you know, like, like even, Back when, when Mudman started, like, like, you know, six months before the first issue came out, you know, like he was posting sketches of Mudman stuff 
And it was just like, well, hey, these are great, but, you know, Jack Staff <laughs> is still a thing, so yeah. where's Jack Staff, you know? Right. And then suddenly Mudman comes out and, uh, you know, it was like, and like he even addressed it in there, but I did ask him on Facebook, like, so what's happening with Jack Staff? And he's like, it's just done because nobody was buying it. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. Uh, so he was hoping that maybe, you know, new series, maybe some new excitement and he could maybe get some better sales. And, uh. And he said maybe do a Hellboy type thing, do some Jack Stuff miniseries. Right, yeah. Which, you know, hey, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. But, uh. Yeah, apparently this didn't do that well either, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but it also has just stopped and, like, not that long ago I saw him posting sketches of, like, Kane characters. So he was working on a revival of Kane for a little while. Okay. And that has not been heard from or seen since that time. Uh, and then, uh, I think I heard that somebody said he has a series coming up in 2000 AD. Yeah, Demon Nick or something. Yeah, something like that. Which, uh. Like Demonic. Right, yeah. Demon Nick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think I'm also still waiting for Burglar Bill to finish up. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. <laughs> Wasn't that from the 80s or something? <laughs> uh, well, I know he was reprinting some and making new ones as well, and I don't think the final issue of that ever came out. Mm. Uh, maybe he's just, he's, he's got one of those things where he's, uh, he gets really excited about certain projects. Right. And, and then he delves well, into Well, it's like them. a Rob Liefeld with talent. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it, you know, I was, and some follow through. I was thinking about how similar it is to Rob Liefeld as far as like, he just has so many ideas right. and, and yeah, he just doesn't have time to, or he doesn't have the, ex, the excitement doesn't like it levels out and drops off or something maybe. Right. But with him, I guess a lot of it is sales, right. sales figures, which, you know, is upsetting. Yeah. Uh, but I totally get it. Because I think people will look at this and think, oh, it's so simple and childish looking and, right. you know, and they don't realize how well written it is and how the art is very deceptive. Yeah. You know, cause it's, cause so, it's so well thought out. Exactly. Yeah. And the storytelling is amazing yeah. and like, you know, it looks like this, you know, for a reason, right. you know. Yeah. I mean, not other than it's his style, but yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, it, it fits. It fits right. so well. But you know, I could totally see your average comic fan looking at this and saying, eh, "Fuck that!" Yeah, that know. superhero doesn't look real, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, which is depressing. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I can't jerk off to this. <laughs> oh, give me some Brian Hitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Uh, it's a mud man. Mud man. <laughs> uh, the, there's a trade paperback out there that's the first five issues, but Eric and I decided since there's only one more <laughs> to go ahead and read all six. Right. And also, you know, you know, I mean, the fifth issue doesn't necessarily wrap things up. Wrap yeah. things up, you know, and, uh, of course, neither does the sixth. Neither does the sixth, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And, and like, that's something that makes maybe it even worse about his comics is, uh, like, it's something that makes it awesome when there is a chunk of them to read. Right. But it's something that maybe makes it even worse when there's less of them to read because he builds so many little threads. Right. And, like, starts them all weaving and you're like, ooh, ooh, this is building and, like, these characters are starting to meet each other and who are these people that are just, like, kind of lurking in the shadows and no one really knows who they are. And then, like, all this stuff is kind of coalescing and it just disappears. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know, it, it, uh, like I read the first two issues, you know, uh, again, when we were doing this and, uh, like it took a minute for my brain to click to remember how to read a Paul Grist comic. Uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not nearly as like, like Jack Staff was, was like very, like, it jumped time, and, like, you know, it would just introduce random characters that would come out in, like, you know, six issues later and be important. <laughs> right. yeah, it's not as bad as that. And when I say bad, I mean just... Complex. Complex. Or, right. It, well thought out. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, um, I don't know if you know this, but I fucking love Jack Staff. Right, I've heard about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so it's not an issue for me. Right. But, you know... I hadn't read a Paul Gross comic in like a year or so. It kind of makes you have to use your brain a little exactly, bit. Exactly, yeah. But, but not like in a like algebraic. No, yeah. It's yeah. not like hard to do it. It's just, it's like. When you read, you know, 30 f- issues of X-Men, you know, and then something just slightly more complex comes along right. and you kind of have to adjust. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a fun kind of complex. Exactly. It's like yeah. doing a fun puzzle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and by no means is this complex. No, no. And neither is Jack Staff. It's just very tightly plotted. Right. And like, and like you said, a lot of time jumps and things. Yeah. And it's not like there's little balloons that say, hey, you know, now we're 40, 40 year, or four days earlier. Right, exactly. You just have to kind of figure out what's going on. Right. So, yeah, it took me a second to, to readjust my brain to, to Paul Grist level. <laughs> right. And, uh, and then after that, I was like, you know, fully on board. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, with that slow crushing realization that I'm going to get to the end of this. Yeah. And just sort of be upset. I know, because we knew going into this that there's only six of them. Right. And, like, by issue, like, three and four, there's, like, all these new characters keep coming. And, yeah. And, like, the mysteries from the first issue is still a mystery. And you're like, ah. Right. Like, it, it did make it a little disheartening. Yeah. To, yeah. to finish it up. <clears throat> Exactly. Um, it's like, uh, you know, like, like, you know, when you binge watch a show on Netflix that, you know, got canceled. <laughs> right. And, but they didn't know that it got canceled. You know, <laughs> so it basically just ends. Yeah. And just like, well, fuck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I'm, and like, the saddest thing in the world is that I got to the end of the six issue and I was like, well, fuck. Because I really like this comic. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, I mean, it's your typical sort of, you know, teenager finds himself with superpowers and has to adjust to it. Yeah, it's kind of of Spider-Man, kind of invincible. Exactly. Like like a ton of stories like it exists out there, but, uh, you know, it's it's done with, with... Grace and style and, and some humor. A lot of humor yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, I love Paul Grist's art 
Yeah, his art is awesome. Yeah. I, I saw, like, at the end of every issue, he says, you know, he's selling original pages for 160 bucks. Right. And I'm like, that is such a great deal. I know, right? If I had a job, I'd buy one. Right. If I had a better <laughs> job, I'd buy one. Right. Um, yeah, 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 he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. And, uh, you know, uh, and also it's, it's, you know, this whole teenage superhero, but told from a very British perspective. Right. Which is unique to that subgenre. At least for us. Yeah. Right. For us. Yeah. yeah. I would say, cause I mean, the British, uh, they don't have too many superheroes. Captain uh, America. Wasn't he British? Captain America is British. Yeah. He's one of the few. Uh-huh. Yeah. He, he was uh, bestowed with the mystical America powers. Right. <laughs> he could eat cheeseburgers and drive big uh, cars. <laughs> and waste a lot of things. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, he does not recycle, <laughs> this Captain America. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a teenager find himself with these mud superpowers. Right. And then just like the... Like there's some fun things. It's not it's not all villains. I mean there's some villains that show up. Right. But some of them are just like misunderstood weirdos. Right. And then there's some stuff that it, he just has to deal with uh you know, sort of like the mysteries and the figuring out his powers. Right. Because he still has no idea how he got powers. Right. Uh or where they came from or you know, even the extent of, of using his powers. Uh but you know, he he's gotta deal with you know just living with him now, you know, and what he can and can't do and how he deals with, uh, people in his life now that he has, uh, these abilities. Right. Yeah. And do you think he's dead? He might be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a character that towards the beginning says something to him that kind of alludes to the fact that he may have died. Right. But it's very vague. Yeah. And, uh, and the entire series, like, you're kind of thinking, like, is he like the living dead? You know, right. is he like grown it's from the dirt and the mud? mud. He's yeah. like a swamp thing, but right. Made out of mud. Yeah, it's kind of what it seems like to me. Right, but they never really say. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, I it's, mean, you know, apparently no more issues are going to come out. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. Ah, that's a bummer. Yeah, it is. We'd love to see more. We would absolutely. Mm. Um, wonder, wonder what happened if he just did a Kickstarter for like a collection of, right? Like issues seven through twelve or whatever. You know, I mean, a lot of successful Kickstarters have happened just for individual issues mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, or yeah, you know, like I would totally buy a, a. I mean, I know that goes against what he wanted to do, but right, yeah, you know, I mean, but what we want him to do is finish the damn thing, right. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, I would gladly contribute to something like that. I would throw in hundred bucks. Yeah. Like if I could get a copy of that and maybe some, some sketches, sketches or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he could offer, you know, awesome rewards and whatever. And I mean, hell, uh, uh, there's a comic called uh, Fearless Dawn, which, which I read. Yeah. And yeah, it's a fun cheesecakey comic and beautifully drawn and every issue, you know, the guy does a Kickstarter for. Okay. Yeah. Each issue. Each issue. Oh, well then he could do that. Yeah. If he wants to do the issue thing. Right. And like, you know, the, the Fearless Don guy, I mean, he does like every six months or so, you know, to, to do a new issue. Wow. And I mean, I would think that would be enough for Paul Gross to get him. Right. Right. <laughs> oh. I mean, but yeah, I would totally support like a Kickstarter thing for Mud Manor. 
Jack Staff or anything that Paul Grist would do. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's some kind of good. Uh, and like, you know, like I know he did some Doctor Who and Torchwood things uh, a couple oh, years ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and like I totally get him wanting, you know, a paycheck. Yeah. You know. I respect that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, at the same time, I, you know, really want, uh, at least closure on Mudman. Yeah. 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 And like, and like that's what I said earlier, like with all the things you, he is weaving in all these subplots right. and characters. It's like, it's like maybe next time, my my if my free advice, Paul, if you're <laughs> listening, maybe maybe just don't put as many uh, of those things towards the beginning, right? Until you realize that the sales are definitely high enough that you know you're, you're going to be around a while. Right. The series is going to be around a while. Hopefully, you'll be around a while. I, I hope so as well. Um, but yeah, like. Yeah, like, that would be one thing if this was just, like, just a straight superhero comic and each issue was a single-issue story and it just, oh, there was only six of them. Right. That's too bad. But there's so many little plot devices that are, right. like, flowering, but yep. they're not blooming, you know. They're, exactly. Oh, it's a bummer. Super bummer. Yeah. Super This bummer. is as bummed out as we've been about uh reading something we loved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, there may have been something else, uh, similar, but, uh, yeah, this one, uh, it's recent. The wounds are, are fresh. <laughs> right. Is this, is this the first color, full color comic he's done to yeah, you? Jack Staff. Was, was it full color? Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I, I remember, like, I, I remember seeing a trade where back that was all well, black and the, white. The trade we read was all black and white. Okay. And that was his first Jack Staff series. And then when he started it over at Image, it was color. Okay. No. I couldn't remember. I think there are four or five Jackstaff trades. Uh, and the very first one is like a huge omnibus, and that is black and white. Everything else is in color. Okay. And I think Kane is all black and white as well. Yeah. Which, uh you know, for years I've been like searching down like Kane trade paperbacks, because uh, I, I came into that after I started reading Jackstaff. And, uh, yeah, it turns out that I own all the trade paperbacks for that book. Sweet. Who knew? <laughs> like you bought them, uh, over the years. Just I bought random. them over the years and I just never kept track right. of them. So I was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I look for cane trade paperbacks yeah. and yeah. luckily I can't find them because if I'd have bought them, <laughs> I'd have extras. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> so his books are hard to find old or new. Right, yeah. Well, I'm assuming it's because the people who read them love them. Yeah. And probably don't ever want to get rid of them. I know, I know, uh. We're, we're like, we're, we're an abused fan base. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we love them so much, but we know we're just gonna get hurt. Yeah. But we keep coming back. Yeah. Well, maybe this time he won't hurt us. <laughs> He's changed. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I hope he doesn't listen to that. Oh, I, I hope no one ever listens. <laughs> None of the creators of the books we review up. Yeah. Just because even if we do have nothing but nice things to say about it, we do it so awkwardly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's good. And like, uh, I wish I could say, yeah, pick up that first trade because. Right. Like, I feel like you would enjoy reading the first trade, but. You would? But then yeah. you would constantly be looking for the closure to the story that is in that first trade. Right. And it does not exist. Yeah. Most likely never will. Yeah. 
Because yeah, it, it is quality and it is fun. Um, yeah, it's a very fun superhero story. Yeah, like it's goofy, but it's not like silly. It's just right. like there's like some funny, funny elements to yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just gonna hurt you in the end. No. <sighs> I kind of hoped, and, and like I like 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 you know, I just wanna <laughs> you know promote Paul Grist as much as possible so that like he can make a living doing this shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so is, that I can keep reading his books. Do you know what he, what else does he do? Does he does he do like you know like design or something? Because he's know. a hell of a designer as yeah, far as laying out pages and yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does like graphic design, but yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised, know. but. I mean, who knows? I mean, he's got to do something else, right? Right. It can't. I mean, it can't be just Mudman, right? And Jack. Unfortunately, Stack. unfortunately, unless he gets paid like hundred thousand dollars for every issue, right? Which right. I don't think he does, right? Because it's published by Image. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and again, you know, this is. I would uh, definitely recommend Jack Staff. Everything I would definitely recommend Kane. Uh, and I even recommend this. Uh, this is not nearly as good as those other two things, but it's still really, really good. It's probably because it's still there's so few of them that it's like right. it's still developing. Exactly. Yeah. Like like, like it, ten issues later, you might have been like, "This is as good as Jack Stapp." Exactly. Right. Who knows? <laughs> not us. Paul Grist. <laughs> Paul Grist knows. Yeah. And maybe he's just forgot. Maybe he's forgotten. Maybe maybe it's like something where like every six months he has amnesia and he's wakes up and he's like, Who am I? And then like and like he's making all his grocery list thing, he's like, Blimey, I can draw. Cause he drew, drew like some eggs or a lettuce leaf or something. And he's like, I should start my own comic book. And then that's how it happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's probably not what happens. No. Yeah. You know what? I, uh, I just rem- remembered that, uh, I've, I've uh, felt like this before, and not just from Paul Grist. Uh, in the, the mid to late 90s, um, a similarly titled comic, uh, existed that, uh, did not come out on a very regular basis, and, the creator of that book would often do many other projects oh, yeah. that would detract from his book. And uh, it was just always a, a frustration. And it's like, why don't you just fucking work on Madman, Mike Allred? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is similar. At least at least he eventually like kind of went back. Right? He did, yeah. But then, you know, he keeps... Canceling Madman, and then now he's doing the Silver Surfer, which is a fine comic. Right, yeah. And, I mean, at least he does have a pretty hearty outlook, uh, output. Right. You know, especially since those uh, days of the late 90s. Uh, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, as much as I love his art and as much as I love seeing him do Marvel characters or whatever, I still just want Madman. Yeah, yeah. Paul Grist, I still just want Jack Staff. Right. And if I can't have Jack Staff, I'll take him on, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I wish we were all millionaires. I, mean, I wish you, we were. Me and you, I mean, yeah. them, we could each give them lots of money to uh-huh. do, their, do their thing. Yeah. If it is a money issue. Seriously, Paul Grist, if for some reason you are listening, take the Kickstarter advice seriously. Yeah. I, I think, honestly, that, I mean... That would might work. Yeah. I mean, what? it seems... I mean, A... 
you're a recognized name. Yeah. You've been in the industry for decades. You know, I mean, like, right off the bat, you have two things going that a lot of other people on Kickstarter don't. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And I, I, don't, I don't even have a job right now, and I promise you, I would throw in $100. Right. Towards the, the Kickstarter. Yeah. So, at least the first one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. So, Mudman, it's good. Read at your own risk. Yeah. He's got kind of a Charlie Brown shirt on. He's, he does. Yeah. Kind of look at that. And a Miracle Man, maybe a little bit. Oh, Miracle Man, yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's a very simple, nice costume. Oh, it's a nice costume. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and it definitely, like, like, the mud powers look cool. Yeah. I love, I love those, like, mud rats. Oh, uh, yeah. Those creatures that. Like little clay faces. Right. Yeah. They, they <laughs> do kind of look like little clay faces. Yeah, yeah. There's so many little things where you're like, "Oh, that's gonna be cool when right, the, yeah. when that flowers." Exactly, like the yeah. mud rats, the mud rats, and the woman who was fighting them, and and the mysterious girl that thinks that maybe the one that told Mudman he's he's dead, right? Maybe, yeah. And the weird owl ball thing, and yeah, or like you know what are it's like Wolverine claws on a on a phantasm ball, right? Yeah, or or you know what are what are the real motivations of. uh Captain whatever. Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 I can't remember his name. Yeah. Did they say his name? I think they did. Okay. Uh, at least once. And I like the shirtless uh, water-powered guy. Yeah. He was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the what, what was in the briefcase that his friend found in the last issue. Right. Right. Arg. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Yeah, let's do that.
Hey, welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hello. So, uh, you know, the, the long-time listener, uh, Brian John Mitchell. Right. He has heard the show for years, and he has heard me be very sad and depressed uh, over uh, a long period of time, and then he has heard uh, the lowest of the lows. Mm-hmm. But never before, despite all of those personal problems, have I felt as dejected as I did when we just ended that last segment. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. It does hurt a little it bit. It does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> huh. Isn't that weird? It's very weird. It's weird. You get kind of connected to these things. Yeah. And it's a story. It's an ongoing piece of art. It's not like, it's not like a series of paintings and like all of a sudden, you know, right. uh, Michelangelo kills himself or whatever. Right. And there's no more awesome Michelangelos. Right. Michelangelo, whatever. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a rash. We just keep scratching it. <laughs> yeah. Do you own any, uh, I know you've got a few pieces of original art. Do you own any Mr. Paul Grist art? I do not. I've, uh, I've not, uh, been able to afford to buy original art in the last ten years. Nah. Alright. That's <laughs> why so all the original art I own is, uh, gifted or something I bought, uh, over ten years ago. Alright. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I could see some Paul Grist hanging on your wall. I would love to have some Paul Grist hanging on my wall. Yeah. yeah, absolutely I would. So hey, if anybody wants to, or wants to buy me a present. <laughs> Paul Grist art. Paul Grist that, artwork. And that might help Mr. Paul Grist out too. Hell yeah. You know, yeah. who knows? I mean, we're not assuming that he's poor. No. We're just assuming he's like, well this is a bad financial decision to right. continue this series, yeah. you know. It's not like he's like living on the streets or no, something. I'm sure he's married. I'm sure his wife has a job. He's probably doing just fine. He's probably doing okay. Yeah, he's probably doing okay. He, he's surviving. Right. And and obviously, you know, I'm sure 20, 2000 AD is probably paying him to do oh, yeah. Demon Nick. Yeah. You know, uh, whereas Image, you know, he just gets paid what the sales are. Yeah. And uh, sadly, the sales aren't there. But, of course, something that hurts the sales is the fact that it doesn't come out on any kind of regular basis. Right. It's a cycle. It is a very, it's a, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. Do you think, uh, are you going to buy the 2080 thing? Uh, no. no. Uh, but if they put out, like, just a trade of those stories, right. I definitely would. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because, yeah, it's, it's like uh, it's a very apology. small portion of right, the book. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 2080 is, uh, it comes out weekly and it's, you know, imported and it's an expensive right. to keep up yeah. with. But, they should do a digital, they should do a digital version. Uh, I'm sure they do actually. Yeah. 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 But, like I said, if they do a collection of, of just those stories, right. absolutely, I would buy yeah. 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 About St. Swithin's Day. <laughs> Oh, was that Paul Grist? Yeah. yeah Paul okay. Grist and Grant Morrison. It's a pretty good little combo. That's a great little combo. Yeah. They should work together again. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I even own, uh, uh Paul Grist didn't draw it, which, you know, I mean, that's kind of the appeal for me, for him, is, uh, seeing him draw things. Right. But, uh, I did buy, uh, the Daily Bugle miniseries that he wrote back in the 90s. Wow, he wrote that? Yeah. I remember that series. Yeah. About the, like, Spider-Man's Newspaper. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, not drawn by him, but written by him. Uh, huh. Three-issue series. And I, it's, I didn't it's realize it really good, actually. Wow. I think he even uh, worked with Kyle Hotz. Uh, they did the... Uh, really? 
the when that that Marvel's comics uh, gimmick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where it was like this is what the comics in the Marvel universe would yeah. be. Yeah. And uh, they did the Spider-Man one. That was Paul Grist. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Paul I, Grist. I, Kyle Hots? I read that one. Yeah. Huh. Scott Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Kyle's awesome. Kyle's great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what's a weird mood here in the studios? It is. We don't know what we're doing. No. I mean, not that we usually do, but I mean, we don't even know how we feel about not knowing what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really, I really want to read more of this book. Right? Oh, well. Yeah, me too. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I guess we can, I, would, I was going to say, I guess we could talk about what's been happening, but, uh, I mean, I got nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, um Viewmasters, uh, we've, oh, we've, uh, yeah. I'm excited about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the time the regular listener hears this, we'll have at least two episodes, I believe, uh, under our belts anyway. But we've, uh, we finished, uh, Farscape, and we are on to our new series, Twin Peaks. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the first episode will be up by the time you hear this, for sweet, sure. Sweet, sweet. I will listen like a fanboy. Yeah. Because you, you are a big fan of, uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah. yeah. And you and Joe. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, just weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, other than, uh, other than that. Yeah, um, uh, I guess I was sick last week. Me. Um, for like two days. Um, you know, still just, uh, sort of right in the, the high of, uh, having a lady person in my That's life. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, spending, uh, uh, an inordinate amount of time with her. Nice. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's usually how it starts, yeah. at least. Yeah. All right. Which, yeah, it's fun. That's well, awesome. I, I, I like this person. She seems cool. Yeah. And she's a fine artist, yeah, which, she is. which is yeah. a bonus. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she drew me a blue beetle. Yeah, that's hot. So, so it must be love. It's great. <laughs> Wait a minute, I drew you a blue beetle. What does that mean? It must be love. Oh, yeah, okay. Sweet. <laughs> Tim Seeley drew me a blue beetle once. He loves you too. He loves me as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a lot of love going. I do. Did yeah. Kurt Dins draw you a blue beetle? Kurt Dins has. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Love. More love. Love. Yeah. Love is all around you. Justin Lawson's drawn me a blue beetle. Yeah. Love. That might have just been lust. Yeah, that's true. Bruce Hughes has drawn me a blue beetle. Yeah? yeah. Sorta. Yeah. Yeah. Sorta. Yeah. No, not really. Yeah. Okay. But he has drawn blue beetle with me. Okay. Well, that's close enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, back when we were trying to break into comics together. Mm-hmm. And then I bailed. Because no. <laughs> comics are hard. <laughs> Maybe that's why Paul Chris stopped. He's like, these comics are, are hard. These are hard. <laughs> that's possible. Uh, I watched uh, Thor Dark World last night. Oh. Yeah. How'd you like it? I thought it was good. Yeah? I thought it was good. Um, yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't love it. But I thought it was good. I, uh, it's, it's, in my top three favorite Marvel movies. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just cause, uh. Cause that girl from Two Bird Girls. Oh. Doesn't hurt. Right. Uh, it's good to see her in something that I want to watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, I just, I think they're, uh, I think the Thor movies are just 
infinitely entertaining. Yeah, oh yeah. There's so much, there was so much like cool visuals and action right. that, 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 that it was definitely enjoyable, but yeah. I, I think I like the first Thor better as far as the Thor movies go. Yeah. Uh, I like both equally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Thor 1 and 2 are like right on the same level. Right. And I don't think that out of all the Marvel movies, they, they don't have the best story or anything, but I think they are far more entertaining than the other ones. Yeah, they're very, yeah, yeah. super entertaining. And you know what? Sometimes it's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, as far as story goes, you know, uh, like, you know, I think Iron Man 3 is still right up on the oh, top there. So good. And, uh, the new Captain America, Winter Soldier, was, really? was right up there too. I should, I should, like, break down and go to a $5 matinee of that. Yeah. It's you been know. a month. Yeah. Yeah, like, you'll, know, you'll, you'll be okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. New, uh, new Spider-Man movie opened this weekend. I have not had the chance to see it. Um, I was probably going to avoid it, but I managed to snag like two free tickets to it. Oh, nice. So, uh, you know, there's no excuse to not see it at that point. It's hard to pass that up. Uh, I still think it looks like a, just a hot mess, and I don't expect anything good to come out of it. Right. Yeah. But you still want to see it. I'll see it for free. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard it's good. So. <clears throat> Spider-Man 2? Yeah. From your lady? Uh-huh. Her... Taste is dubious at times. Well, she does like me. She spends a lot of time That's with me. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. And you. She yeah. has a show with you. <laughs> so you're right. I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. Not to be trusted. This one. <laughs> oh, oh, we, we, we were YouTube and ourselves last night. We're, um, not ourselves, but okay. like, you know, right. we were, we were, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the videos of us we, we don't put online. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> not on YouTube. <laughs> no, on YouTube. No, <laughs> on XTube. Uh, but we were looking at at some like old videos of of famous musicians now, and we found like a Maynard James Keenan way before Tool, and and we found some Trent Reznor way before Nine Inch Nails, including this band called Slam Bamboo that he was in. I've heard of this. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. And when we got done, we looked it up. To, we were like, I wonder because. The the clip is uh them playing live on some like talk show that no one's ever heard of, you right. know? And uh the was guy like, from Cleveland. It was probably yeah, probably like a local Cleveland thing. And and the guy like held up their seven inch record and he's like he's like, Yeah, they've opened for Starship and the Bengals and now they've got this forty five out. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And we, we looked on eBay and we we're like, I bet that thing goes for like a crazy amount of money. Because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm like like all the all the band members are pictured on the covers, so Trent Reznor's on the cover of the seven. Right, right. And uh there was one on eBay that ended like this morning uh-huh. and uh and it was at like twenty three dollars. Yeah. And I was like, So did you get it? I did not. I uh-huh. like I thought about it, I was like I I would never listen to it. I maybe would one time once. You would have to. Yeah. At least to tape it. Right. To you know, convert it to uh, something else. Yeah. yeah. But it but I was like I mean, I've heard the song because they they performed oh, it live okay, on the yeah. clip. Right, um, yeah. Like that might have made the temptation a little greater if I'd right. never heard it. But um, I couldn't believe. I was like, I expected that to be like a two hundred dollar sure thing. Right. I mean, that's crazy. Like, I'm sure he's tried to bury that, right? And I'm sure there weren't a lot of them made. Sure, uh, I bet that like there's probably some early Nine Inch Nails releases that go for a lot more than that. Right? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, those are actually good, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I'm a big fan of what it was, Slam Bamboo. Yeah, you like their song, White Lies? It's a really good one. 
Uh, I forget. They had two of them that they they performed on that show, White Lies, and 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 whatever the other one was was the actual seven inch. It was like a whole. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> it was more of an upbeat information society version of. <laughs> had like a whole fist fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was closer, but it was, I want to buy you a ice cream sandwich. <laughs> like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you get bored, uh, totally YouTube slam, bam, boo. Slam, bam, boo. And there's like two or three videos and they're, they're all like three minutes long. And, yeah. and it's funny too, because all the rest of the guys in the band have like ridiculous <clears throat> 80s, like, Threads on, right, and like yeah. one of them has the hair, like the hair that only a lead singer from the eighties would have. Right. I just can't even describe it. It's just fucking ridiculous. Well, I got a mental picture. <laughs> <laughs> and Trent Reznor's in the background on his keyboard, dressed head to toe in black. Yeah. And all the rest of them have like flamboyant <laughs> colors on. <laughs> like you can tell, he's just like, I don't want to be here. Right. And this is like a year and a half before had like or before Pretty Hate Machine came out. Yeah. So he was probably like. You know, writing it. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and like, he was just like, well, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. Well, he's gonna write Slam Bamboo to success. <laughs> right? Yeah. That was his And plan. then spin off into his own <laughs> solo project. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. And it was another band <clears throat> called, called The Exotic Birds, which was even before Slam Bamboo. Uh, I think I've also heard of that as well. Yeah. Uh, but there's no really good audio quality of exotic birds on, uh, on the internet, unfortunately. Right. So. Um, I know, uh, you know, it's weird, uh, you know, just thinking about weird beginnings of bands, you know, and then this is a band that was fully formed and everything like that, but, you know, just one of those things where I was listening to, like, Spotify or something like that, and, like, a song came on, and I was like, what is this? And I look, and I was like, oh, yeah, that moment when you remember that Pantera started as a glam band. <laughs> oh, wow, they have that on there? Uh I mean, I don't know exactly where it was that I heard it. Okay. But I did hear recently. Wow. You know, glam era Pantera. That's awesome. And I was just like, oh, yeah, wow, that's <laughs> weird. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I saw their record at a, a Game Swap last year. They had one of their vinyls there, yeah. their glam vinyls, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, talk about a band that's probably tried to bury that. Like, oh, yeah. Like, Turner Esner is probably like, oh, that was embarrassing. But right. Phil and Selma would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, then they should have changed band names. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, maybe they were like, well, we don't have to pay that $50 for an EIN number. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to do that again. Yeah, that was uh, a waste of like a week's worth of beer money. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Or a sack of weed. Right. Uh, moment of silence for Dimebag. All right. That's long <laughs> enough. Hey, he had the distinction of dying in Ohio. That's true. In a club in Columbus. Yeah. Uh, that I've been to. Right? Yeah. Um, was it? Uh, Alrosa? Yeah, yeah. Alrosa. Yeah. I've, I've never been to Alrosa. And like, I have nothing against Dimebag Daryl right. other than his silly name. Um, <laughs> he was a fine guitar player and who knows, maybe even a good guy. Yeah, maybe. But we, we can still make fun. It's been a while. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but no, yeah, I went to Alrosa. I saw the Misfits play there. Oh, wow. That's cool. Uh, during the, uh, 25th anniversary, uh, tour. Was, was it like any of the, it was the original guys? No. No. 
<laughs> no. Oh. Oh. It was the 25th anniversary of the time that those guys first heard the Misfits. <laughs> As I like to call them, they were uh, Jerry only in the geriatric all-American all-star punks. Because it was uh, Jerry only, Des Kadena, Marky Ramone, and Robo. Oh, okay. So they are all like old school punk guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Like members of like Robo was like Black Flag and uh Robo was Black Flag and Misfits. Okay. Uh Marky Ramone obviously is from the Ramones. Obviously from the Spin Doctors, right? Yeah. Uh <laughs> but because cause there were two drummers. Because Marky Ramone was a drummer. Okay. That uh they they split the show. So so like Robo played first and then Marky played uh, yeah, like cool. the last half of the show. Uh, and then Desgatina on, uh, Desgatina on, uh, guitars and, uh, Jerry only on bass and vocals. Nice. Cause he's a singer. <laughs> did he really belt him out? Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it cool though? Were they nice? Did it was cool. And, and like I did actually, cause Robo, when he was done playing, he like went to the bar and, uh, my girlfriend at the time and I were, were like standing near the bar area and, uh, so Robo walked by and I was like, Robo! And he gave me a high five. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, I guess they stayed like hours after the the, the show to like sign autographs and stuff. That's so sweet. They yeah. do seem like they love doing that, yeah. but you know, it's not the Misfits. Right. Yeah. See, I was never a huge Misfits fan, so I like I don't know. Right. Like, I didn't even know Robo was in the Misfits. Yeah. Uh, you know, I am a huge Misfits fan, and it's sad that uh, the the band is what it is right now. Uh, and then that Jerry only insists that he can sing and puts out albums, and so right. just you know, and like I've heard that Michael Graves is like, I just need a phone call, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like he gives me a phone call, says, "Hey, let's let's bury the hatch." Yeah, and. Michael Graves is back in the Misfits. Right. See, that would be awesome. <laughs> is he still, he's still performing. Oh yeah, right? he still does yeah. stuff. He's putting out new, much like a Paul Grish should do, every new project he does, he does on Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Michael Graves. He's good. Yeah. He's got a great voice. Um, yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, see, I know that occasionally Doyle teams up with Danzig occasionally to, to do, like, some Misfits sets here and there. But do they build themselves as the Misfits? No. Okay. So Jerry, does Jerry own the Misfits? They both own the Misfits, Jerry only and Danzig. Okay. Uh, so, like, they both have the rights to use the name and then to make merchandise, but, you know, Jerry, I guess for the longest time, Jerry did not have the rights to do that at all, so they sued. And they got their uh, rights finally, so they can tour as the Misfits. Right. So that dark area is uh, when Christ the Conqueror was a thing. <laughs> what was that? That was their pre-Michael Graves Misfits uh, Christian metal band. What? I remember this now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Christ, K-R-Y-S-T, wow. the Conqueror. Wow. Yeah. And I've I've heard it. And, uh, like, some of those songs got reworked into Misfits songs, like oh, really? on American Psycho. Really? Yeah. Wow. But, you know, they like, they had, like, a, a very, very late 80s metal singer oh, dude. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that sounds cool. <laughs> but, but, yeah, Christian. Wow. Yeah. K-R-Y-S-T. K-R-Y-S-T. Wow. 
Velocopterers. I had a dream last night about some sort of, I, like, I hate it when people tell me dreams, but I have to share this one. Okay. Um, it was like some sort of, uh, like a word show, you know, where a bunch of famous <clears throat> people will perform. And, uh, Woody Allen was performing dressed in a, like, a, a woman fat suit. And, like, and then, and then, uh, somebody from the Ramones, it was like, you know, it was like, Jimmy Ramone, it was like somebody I've never even heard of, it was like playing the piano and some, some, like, it was like Bette Midler or some type of lady like that was singing an animal boy. And, uh, <laughs> but the best part was Axl Rose came out and he was singing some sort of fucked up song about a hard on and he had a giant mustache, but there was product placement in the, in the form of a Wendy's logo on his mustache while he was performing. And I was like, did I? What the fuck happened to me right before I went to bed? <laughs> but it was amazing. It was amazing. And I, and like I was watching this on TV with Kathleen in my dream. Like I wasn't there. But I, we were like, what? Like everything that happened. To- hey there, amateur dream interpreters. Yeah. Let us know what Jason's dream means. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, and like I didn't watch any Woody Allen or listen to any Ramones or Guns N' Roses. So yeah. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was yeah. fun. It was fun. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Oh, was it movie picking time? Uh, I guess. I continue having a conversation. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I don't mind. Like I don't. I don't know what else I have to say. Really. <laughs> I, 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 I caught up on Hannibal yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. Up to up to the minute. Up to up to date. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a pretty good show. It's an incredibly good show. I've yeah. only seen like four episodes and yeah. none of them are consecutive, so I'm kind of right. lost. Right. But, right. but every time I watch one, I'm like, wow, this is a good. Yeah. Um, alright, yeah, pick a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should watch Wrong Cops. Excellent. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Sweets. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about it for like two weeks now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. No argument here. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. In fact, I kind of just want to go in there and watch it now. <laughs> right? Yeah. What time is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 9.30. Ooh, it's, it's, a, it's a little late. A little late. Yeah, yeah. I still work night for one of us. Yeah. Guess which one? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. So in. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Wrong Cops. Watch it. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yep. By yep. the makers of Wrong. And, and Rubber. Rubber. Yep. Mm. Cool. Excellent. Alrighty then. We'll do that next week. Bye everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>